Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Aaron, and you're listening to the Hangin' with Haney podcast show. Today, I have a bonus episode for you guys. In it, I'm going to be going behind the scenes. Spoiler alert, I said it was going to be short. Ended up going a little longer than usual, but I think it offers some awesome insight into it. Uh, As well, I'm going to be breaking down some top fives of 2020 for you. And last but not least, I just leave a little parting note for 2020, uh, especially as we start looking towards the new year of 2021. So without further ado, here we go. back welcome everyone to the hanging with haney show uh it's been a while since i have recorded a podcast i must say happy new year to everyone coming at you uh, in the year 2021 january 1st 2020, to say the least, has been a crazy year. I hope and praying that this year go a lot better for literally everyone. (laughs) But yeah, but today I just wanted to kind of record this podcast just, you know, just for fun. Uh, Nothing really too crazy, just kind of reflecting on some things of 2020 to kind of welcome in the new year. And yeah, just something exciting and fun. I know for my friends and family some of them have been asking you know when is season two coming when is season two coming to be honest I don't have a great answer I thankfully started working um, and so that has been taking up a lot more of my time so unfortunately I haven't been able to dedicate as much time as I'd like to podcasting but I'd like to think that season two is somewhere you know in the future so we'll see who knows I never thought that I was going to be doing a podcast in the first place uh, when I started 2020 so you never know season two uh, be on the lookout and yeah, just to recap, man, it, it, it was really fun doing season one. Uh, my goal at the time of the last episode was kind of to take a look back on the, the previous episodes and kind of break things down, um, maybe talk a little bit about what recording everything was like. But unfortunately, I just... I lost track of time and never got to it. So right now, real quick, I'd actually like to take a moment just just looking at season one and giving you a little bit behind the scenes of what my headspace was like, just to start off the episode. So looking back now on my phone, we had episode one, coronavirus, TikTok, ratatouille. That was... A, a great episode. Um, thank you again to the lovely Erica Lopez for joining me on, on that first episode. Really, how I got into podcasting is just, yeah, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, you know, big fan of The Ringer and their podcasts, uh, like The Big Picture, The Rewatchables, The Bill Simmons Podcast, Clerically Speaking, um, amazing podcast, Father Anthony uh, and Father, Father Harrison, Father Harrison. So yeah, great show, uh, Word on Fire, and just so much more. And you know, I was like, hey, yeah, 2020, 
why not, right? I, I, I didn't have a job at the time. I just moved back from D.C. and I was looking for something to do. And I, I loved the podcast realm and I thought, you know what? Why don't I just, just for fun, not to make money, not to, you know, go on to get this huge acclaim, but just for enjoyment and, you know, for the experience. Yeah, let me go ahead and, and do this. And I did. And I think, Uh, my girlfriend Eliza for you know spurring me and encouraging me to really go through and do it and so honey thank you so much and yeah I remember uh you know most people who who know me know that I'm a big planner um that I love to kind of schedule things out and and you know plan ahead but this one honestly he did did not do much of that I I actually just kind of randomly went in with it you know I was like all right let's do this and I thought you know what the first hurdle I got to get over is just the first episode you know I just got to go ahead and do it and let the chips fall where they may and I did and I, I, I remember just on a whim just you know hitting my friend Erica up texting her and be like hey girl you know I, I have this really cool thing that I'd want to do I want to do a podcast would you join me on it just because Erica is one of my good friends uh, as you guys who've heard episode one know um, she's just really fun very bubbly personality and I thought you know what that's great that's the type of energy I need mostly because again I was like I don't know what I'm going to talk about for sure you know I have things that I want to say but I don't know how I'm going to say it or what exactly I want to say but I just want to do it and so I knew Erica was the perfect person who could bounce ideas off of um, and could have just some lively conversation and so Erica thank you again Um, really one of the most popular episodes and yeah I I really enjoyed it and also too I just got to say Erica we got the prediction right about TikTok TikTok now you know it's gone through some ups and downs over the past there was a whole time where it was probably going to be you know uh, illegal in the U.S. or be taken off Um, the app store i think it was i can't remember for sure but it's here to stay the the pandemic has has propelled it has willed it into our lives um and yeah and it's actually been very interesting to see how it's grown uh truth be told though still haven't gotten a tiktok might get on that train you know it's never too late but we'll just have to wait and see and so yeah after we recorded that you know after that it was like okay well you know what's my schedule going to be like what how consistent am i going to be how frequently are we going to be putting out episodes and again to be honest i just had no real idea um at first i was like you know what i'll i'll just do the first episode and maybe i'll sit on it and i'll just you know uh, again maybe hold on to it till i record a few more but something within me after i did that first episode was just like you know what no like I don't want to just sit on this I I want to go I want to get it out there and so I started working on it you know clip you know editing a few things trimming a few things uh, making the beat to the intro using GarageBand uh, you know just a simple little something to go in there and then all of a sudden it was like 
okay, yeah, let's do this. I got a Podbean account. I made sure to you know connect it to Apple and Spotify, and all of a sudden, boom, you know, there it was. I put it out, and at that moment, I was like, okay, you know, maybe I'll. I'll wait a week, you know, you know, think of some ideas and then record episode two and I'll publish, you know, every other week, you know, or who knows, maybe once a month. But then again, just something within me and talking to Eliza, um, it was just like, you know what? No, like, let's do this. And I felt hungry, you know, I was like, let's go and let's do episode two. And so right after I just started working, I just got to work and and went went to town on it. And then that's when you know I asked my mom. I was I was like, yeah, like I'd love to talk about wine with her. And she was very nice coming on, um, and that was great. She was she at first was like, I don't know how this is gonna be. She she herself said that she felt really nervous coming on, but she said once she got on it, she just. It felt so natural, and I was really glad because I think it did. I think for, you know, two people who hadn't podcasted, my mom has not, you know, done anything like that. I think we sounded pretty fluid, um, and it was good just getting the chance to her and I to talk. So that was awesome. I really enjoyed that one and got to learn more about wine, which was nice. Uh, then moving on to episode three, a day after my birthday. Um, was a year in review um, I, on my 21st year of life. That was really nice, and that was really special, just getting to do a solo pod, you know? And if there was one that I was going to go solo on, it was that one, which was pretty nice. And it's it's interesting coming back now and doing a solo pod here because it is very different, you know? When you're interviewing someone or when you're talking to someone, it you know it's like okay i have someone to bounce ideas off of i'm talking to them you know there's interaction back and forth but here it's it's all me you know it's all on you and so that one was interesting and that one you know i tried doing some planning out beforehand but it's kind of like all of you know the podcast i've done is that you have a plan and you're going to try and stick with it as best you can but Ultimately, you just got to get in there and let whatever happens happen. So that was an exciting one to do, and I liked it. I I thought it was good, and hopefully for those of you who listened to it, uh, enjoyed getting to see a little bit more personal side of, of me. So that was really fun. Going on to episode four uh now that one i i sorry if i keep saying this but that one was also a lot of fun uh doing it with my sister well really all of these are fun i mean i'd hope i would you know i would be having fun while doing this otherwise you know what am i doing it for i'm not getting paid so so thankfully they, they were all fun let me just preface that they were all fun but yeah, but bringing my sister on for movies, donuts, and haircuts in quarantine, that was good. For those of you who don't know me and my sister, uh, we, we have a very uh, good time together. So we're, 
you know, your typical brother and sister, you know, we bicker, we fight, we joke around with one another. And and I like to think, and she would agree with me, we're very close. Uh, we've always been very close, just her and I. And that's something that I've been really thankful for, especially throughout all of my years, throughout my trials and tribulations, my triumphs and victories. And so, yeah, I, I really love her and I'm thankful for her. And so that was fun, just getting to do that together. Um, talking about movies, donuts, haircuts. Uh, that was another one where she at first was like, yeah, like a little hesitant. You know, I remember, you know, first approaching it, her for it, you know, and it actually it was last minute. I think if you if you go in there and you hear her, she says, you know, yeah, very last minute, blah, blah, blah. And it actually was because I remember, I, I can't remember what it was now thinking back, but I had just come off, yeah, I had done the first three episodes, I'd done three, and for some reason on four, I'd been late to get to it. I think at that time, I was already trying to put the pieces together for doing episodes five and six with uh, Elaine and Madeline, the traveling nurse. And at the time, still just things weren't working out, schedules weren't working out, uh, had to do a lot of rearranging. And so I think at that one, it really was like, hey, Sarah, you know, I've wanted to do a podcast with you. Uh, that would be really fun to do, but I haven't had time to plan, but I need something this week. Could you please, you know, do this? And she was like, oh, well, I, I don't know. What are we going to talk about? And I was like, let's, yeah, let's just talk about what life has been like. You know, we've, we've made some homemade donuts recently. We've been watching some movies. Um, and also, too, you know, I did want to get her experience as, you know, a high school senior and what things had been like for her going through this time. So, um, and needless to say, she came on and killed it. I, I really enjoyed our conversation. That was also a, a decently popular one. And I hope for those of you who have checked that episode out that you, you got a little insight into hers and mine relationship. Now, next on it, we also have uh, number five, top five Tarantino films with my good friend Elaine Esparza uh, from high school and college. Uh, yeah, Elaine and I go way back. Actually, we recently just had a, a Zoom call the other, the other day, and it was good getting to catch up. Um, of course, we talked about movies. Um, which in and of itself, that it made me almost want to jump back into the the studio, air quotes around studio. Because, uh, yeah, because I was just like, oh, my gosh, like, the, the, you know, just really enjoyed talking to her. Whenever we get a chance, we, we go for for hours just, just talking about things, um, especially movies. So that was a good one for Tarantino. We, there's also, we, you know, at the moment after we finished that, I remember we talked, we wanted to do uh, Christopher Nolan possibly, Martin Scorsese, uh, Steven Spielberg was one of them, David Fincher, uh, you know, just some of our favorite directors. We're huge movie buffs. Um, and who knows? I'm hoping that was one of my thoughts for, you know, a potential season two is bringing her back to do that again, um, especially because Tenet came out and, oh man, just 
what a movie what a movie y'all if y'all haven't seen it it is now available on blu-ray dvd and streaming on hbo max please if anything do yourself a favor watch tenet please it, if, if not that, if they're showing it at a drive-in movie, uh, please go see it because it is just incredible, incredible. Um, that, that'll have to be a conversation for a future pod. Uh, but that was also just really fun, and it really made me think about, well, what is my ranking of Tarantino films? I, you know, that's one that almost I, I'd, after listening to it again, you know, sometimes I think about, well, what about, what about this movie here or that? And so honestly, you know, I don't know if there's ever going to be a definitive list for me when it comes to Tarantino and just for a lot of my favorite directors. But yeah, that was a good one. And so thank you again to Elaine. Moving on to number six, Now, this one has been the most popular, the most listened to one of the Hanging with Haney pod, and I'm I'm glad it is. Um, This one came to me by, again, lovely girlfriend Eliza. She actually met Madeline at the University Catholic Center at UT. Um, Eliza is a nursing major, and she, you know, ran into Madeline, who is a nurse, and they really you know, hit it off, started talking, and uh, they exchanged numbers. When it came to me and doing this pod, I'd always thought, you know, wow, it would be really great to, you know, get someone from the medical community to to kind of come and talk about COVID, you know. Um, n- nothing super detail or in-depth, you know. Obviously, I wasn't looking to interview just like Anthony Fauci or, you know, anyone of that high status, but you know, just someone who could kind of speak to the experience of what's been going on, you know, and what, you know, the medical professionals have been experiencing. And so she was like, hey, I I know this uh, nurse, Madeline, uh, maybe you should get in touch with her. And Thankfully, yeah, one thing led to another. Uh, sent an email here. We exchanged numbers. Uh, eventually, hopped on a phone call just to discuss it. Next thing I know, boom, we're we're there, sitting on Zoom doing it, uh, which was really awesome. I have to say, Madeline just an absolute pro, and honestly, you know, again, really good podcast mate i i was really impressed by by madeline's cadence her presence um just very lively very interactive and so madeline uh, again thank you so much for doing it um if you ever hear this would love to to actually bring you back on the show maybe get an update see how things are going but really i felt that that one was kind of yeah my magnum opus podcast that was just really good i i really am thankful that i got that opportunity i I gotta apologize to francis sevilla who afterwards was like bro i'm a nurse yeah why why you know i want to next time call me up so so francis i do apologize i would love to have you on the pod sometime to talk about your experience as a nurse and in the medical community or 
uh, about K-pop, which you've spoken about many times and expressed to me that you'd love to do a podcast on K-pop. We'll see what we have in the cards. If you know, possibly a season two, uh, or maybe another bonus episode. But anywho, but again, that was that was really cool, and that one was one that I did do a lot of prep for, and I actually went and you know, with the help of Eliza, actually you know got some good questions that I thought that really gave some good insight into what's been going on and what the experience is, and just. Even how another human being was dealing with quarantine, um, that was really good. And so thank you again to Eliza. Thank you again to Madeline. And thank you all for listening. And for those of you who shared that one uh, with friends and family. Now, moving into number seven. Now, this one also got to thank Eliza. Really, Eliza, thank you. You've been a great inspiration Um, and really pushed me in a lot of these episodes. And so I I really thank you for being my creative partner on a lot of these. But at one point, you know, Eliza and I had been talking, and we're like, yeah, you know, talking about how businesses had been doing or how the economy had been doing, you know, because of COVID. And, you know, we both knew a good friend, John Thomas Villanueva from UT, from the Catholic Center, Um, and me and him specifically from the Macomb School of Business. And so, yeah, she was like, you should really reach out to John. That would be, you know, great. You guys could talk. And John has, um, again, great social presence uh, in social media space. His entrepreneurial memer memes are, are great. And so I knew he would be fun to talk with. But he's also very intelligent. I mean, John is very smart. That guy is going to go on to do, he's already doing great things, but I I cannot wait to see where he goes in life and what the future has in store for him. So, but that was really cool. And he really did, you know, open my eyes on a lot of things that had been going on in the business world and the business realm um, due to COVID as well. It was really cool getting to hear about some of the businesses and some of the ideas he's working on right now. That also might be a cool one to have back. Another check-in with John in the future. So, But thank you again to John uh, for being on that one. Uh, number eight was best barbecue and tacos in Texas, period, as in definitive. No, we're just kidding. But th- these are pretty, pardon my French, damn good barbecue and tacos i must say if you're hungry right now don't go listen to that podcast um it's making me hungry just thinking about it honestly uh that was awesome getting to to go on with my good friend one of my best friends in the whole world michael sevilla love you brother that was great michael and i when we talk, we, we go on for hours. There's been times where we've even said like, hey, yeah, just real quick, just want to talk 15 minutes on the phone, you know, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, it's been an hour and 30, and we're like, bro, I got to go. <laughs> I got homework, I got work, I got et cetera, et cetera. So, and, and really, truly, we've you know, he's one of my oldest friends. We've known each other now for for seven or actually going on eight years, I believe, right now. Um, I had to check my math on that one. 
But really, though, that was super exciting. Michael and I love to explore um, both Austin and San Antonio uh, the food scene. Um, He is a huge Yelper. And so I knew, okay, if I'm going to talk to anyone about food, Texas, Austin, San Antonio, I got to go with the best guy I know, Michael. Um, And that was great. That was great. Because a lot of those places we talked about in the podcast, we'd actually been to or tried for the first time together. Um, So that was really special, getting to kind of reminisce about those. And also, um, just in, you know, amongst ourselves, he and I are always like, dude, you know, do you you remember Mickleways? Oh my gosh, dude, I want to go back. I want to go, like, literally, like, on Instagram or, you know, text, we'll we'll literally just send each other pictures or links to articles and just be like, bro, when are we going? When are we going? So, yeah, it it was, that was great, getting to just talk with him. And also, too, Michael is a very talkative person. If you've met Michael, you would say the same. He is renowned uh, for his, his stories and regaling us uh, of tales of his of his past so uh michael love you brother um also you know just want to say uh for those of you listening out there uh michael did actually recently uh lose his his grandmother who passed away recently due to an infection and so please if you could keep michael and his family in prayer uh, as well as please pray for the repose of his grandmother's soul. Her her name is Abella. Uh, and so if you can, please pray for her. Uh, again, Michael, love you, brother. Here for you. And thanks for being such an amazing friend. Now, moving on to number eight, the, the infamous Hanging with Eliza show. Feet Aaron Haney. Um, now, this one, uh, unfortunately, I do wish that more people listen to this one. This one still got, you know, a good listening, but if, if you haven't listened to, to, to that episode, please do go and, and check it out. That one is very interesting because Eliza actually interviews me. You know, one of the things that uh, I love about this podcast is getting to talk to people, but it is also different because, you know, as I'm still kind of learning and still growing in, in the interviewing process, you know, a lot of times, you know, I feel like I have ideas or things that I want to say. But, you know, I want to make sure that I let my guests speak and I want to make sure that we get their insight, Um, which is kind of, you know, the difference between kind of what I've been learning and reviewing, especially from other podcasters, is kind of the difference between interviewing and having a conversation. Because interviewing, yeah, you obviously you want to get the guests engaged. You want to hear what they have to say. That's why you're bringing them on in the first place. But still, sometimes, you know, and I still try to interject, you know, and still try to, you know, put in my own ideas or, you know, make it as conversational as possible. Um, But sometimes you're like, hey, you know, in the interest of time or in the interest of, you know, making sure you allow your guest um, to get the time that they deserve, you know, sometimes you do have to, you know, let certain segments go or let certain ideas because you're going to have to kind of move through the show. 
And so this was really cool because I was like, you know what, I'd love to kind of have more of a conversation or an opportunity to share some of my thoughts and ideas with y'all. And so again, thank you to Eliza for doing that uh, with me. Uh, That's always been something I've been interested in is if I were to start a new show or to possibly do another season of possibly making it more conversational. You know, how kind of Conan O'Brien has, you know, Andy um, with him to kind of talk to and bounce ideas off. Uh, How Stephen Colbert has um, his pianist, who I do apologize, I forgot his name at the moment. This is what happens when you think on the fly. (laughs) Um, but, But yeah, you know, I'd love to do that in the future maybe just yeah a more conversation show with two people talking and getting to share their ideas you know uh, that's something I'd, I'd love to explore um, but yeah I got to talk about some of my favorite things on there um, community uh, you know TV movies schoolwork all that corgis it, it was it was really great and so thank you again honey for for doing that And then moving in at number 10, uh, it was a triple threat. I was like, you know what? I got to do something big. This is number 10. Um, I I don't know really why I felt like 10 was the number to end it on, but I was like, you know, I don't want this to just keep going on forever because truly putting a a podcast together is a lot of work. You know, you're, you're going each week, you're coming up with a new idea, you know, or a new topic. And then you have to do prep work, you know, prepping your questions, you know, things that you want to say, you know, scheduling, getting things ready with the, with the guests that you're bringing on um, to eventually, you know, there comes into the edit. Sometimes you do have to edit things out, uh, adding in the music, things like that Uh, and of course you know publishing it onto you know whatever site is hosting it and then of course myself you know making some publicity stuff like you know instagram stories or posts that i could share so it it is a lot of work and so i was like you know i I can't keep doing this forever and and i think also too it is good to kind of have chapters of things you know kind of like one of my favorite musicians artists performers uh, donald glover said you know he likes things in his life to have chapters And I also kind of feel the same way, like, you know, hey, season one, let's cap it at 10. You know, 10 glorious, amazing, no, I'm just kidding, but yeah, 10 episodes, uh, let's do that. And so I was like, you know, I'd love to have, yeah, more of a kind of almost a roundtable discussion type thing. Um, Now, of course, you know, getting in, we had to do all this by Zoom, so I was like, well, you know, the quality isn't going to be as good, so I can't have, you know, too many people get on, uh, as well as I don't want too many voices, because I want to make sure that everyone has enough time to speak. And so with that, I was like, all right, triple set, NBA, MJ, and pickup basketball. Who am I going to go with for basketball? Uh, my good friends Mike Crookshank and Joe Zagrini. That one also, I, I will say, I did want to bring in my friend uh, Enrique Freire onto that podcast. Um, him and I, I think, had kind of uh, talked about it a little bit, but unfortunately just wasn't able to, to make it work. But he would have been amazing to also have on it. So Enrique, if you're listening to this, 
who knows possibly in the future if i'm up for it if you're up for it let's make it happen bro but yeah but that was really cool getting to do that because sometimes i'm just like you know what i'd love to just talk about basketball you know and and side tangent again with all of this this podcast really was you know i i knew like going into this that okay it's not going to just be world famous or you know be super huge you know going to have so many people listening if that happened great awesome but i was like you know i just want to do this for my own recreation and enjoyment sure yeah i'm going to promote it publicize it see what i can do but ultimately like yeah you know this is this is for me and for my friends and family who listen to it and if anyone else listened to it that's that's awesome but ultimately i was like you know what like if i'm gonna do a podcast like i want to do things and talk about things that i love or i'm interested in you know I, with this whole season, I mean, you could say, well, hey, maybe you should have kind of nailed something down, like only talk about movies or maybe only talk about this or that. And that is something I've considered for, you know, a later season. But in this case, I was like, yeah, I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. And I'm glad that I did it. I'm glad that, you know, I made it personal and I made it like me you know i think if you know me that's what i like to talk about those are my interests and so yeah you know i think for if i ever did do a season two maybe it would be a little bit more specific um or maybe i'd even just you know start another podcast and you know have that be specifically about movies or you know basketball or what have you but uh but yeah but this this was good getting to do it and so and getting those guys to to come on was was exciting that was fun and and really just getting to talk about basketball and the Michael Jordan documentary the last dance and just pick up basketball that was that was really fun um getting to do that last dance again great show uh if you guys have Netflix please go check it out uh as well as yeah with basketball it's been good my part uh in my local neighborhood finally reopened so the we could play basketball. Um, and so I just go, I don't play with anyone. I just go kind of by myself, shoot some hoops, uh, you know, go through a few old drills from back in the day. And it's good. It's good. And I've, I've really missed basketball. Um, it was crazy again, getting to watch the, you know, NBA finals, uh, which was super exciting. Uh, I wish the matchup between the Lakers and Miami, uh, you know, could be when both teams were at their at their full form, you know, having Goran Dragic out and a lot of other players out due to injuries on the Heat did put a bit of a damper on things. But, you know, hats off to the Lakers for pulling it off. Uh, hats off to LeBron James uh, getting another ring. Uh, so love him or hate him. Uh, that dude is definitely one of the best players in NBA history. So, so yeah, so again, that was great. And then, yeah, season one of Hanging with Haney officially ended. Uh, and so it was 
pretty crazy. I gotta say, at first, I really was like, you know, yeah, all right, season two, you know, what are we, what are we gonna do? Let me start gearing up for it. But then, you know, I was like, you know what? No, here, let me take a break, find some time to recuperate, enjoy this time, you know, not just have to worry about it, you know, about what I'm gonna talk about or who am I gonna interview. And then from there, I kind of just kept going and I got a job, you know, and started working. And then eventually I got another job uh, after that. And so, and uh, yeah, now here I am. So, so who knows? We'll see what happens. Um, You know, season two could be on the horizon, maybe another show specifically about movies. We'll just have to wait and see. So, but anywho, thank you for all of those who listened to that whole time of me just talking on and reminiscing about my season one podcast. And so, and thank you for all of those who have listened, who have supported. Really appreciate it. Um, I, I loved hearing your feedback. I loved those who said, you know, hey, it was great. You know, when I went on a walk or went on a run and just got to listen or in the car or uh, as my friend Elaine said, you know, when she was listening to me and Michael talk, she's like, yeah, you know, I was just doing the dishes and it was like having both of you right there in my kitchen with me. Um, and so I was, yeah, I, I hope. For those of you listen that you've gotten something out of it, and thank you for just supporting me in this. You guys have made it great. And so with that, I just want to go back real quick and talk about some of my top five favorite things of 2020. Breaking it down for you, you got just three categories. We got beers, movies, and TV and songs. So starting up at the top uh, with beers, because I got to say, if there's one thing I got into in 2020, it was beer. I went from a guy who, you know, didn't really like drinking it. You know, I'd have it every now and then, but I was like, oh, I'm much more of a wine guy or, uh, you know, or a cocktail guy. To be honest, I was, and I love wine. I love cocktails. But this was, 2020 was definitely the year of beers for me. Um, I tried easily over 50 different type of beers. I swear I'm not an alcoholic, but, but I did. And I always drink in moderation. So, uh, but yeah, but really got to explore, um, especially within Texas, uh, a lot more of, you know, the breweries that we had and the different types of beers. Um, and so that was really exciting. And so real quick, just want to break down uh, my top five beers for you. Um, And this will be in ascending order. Uh, And so real quick, number one at the top was uh, Roadmap Brewing Company's All Right, All Right, All Right Pilsner. Um, Inspired by the famous words of Matthew McConaughey, um, this Pilsner was really good, um, very light, um, you could taste, actually, it's a San Antonio uh, company. You could taste, really taste the San Antonio water in these beers. I know Michael, Sevilla, and I talked about that when we have Roadmap. Um, but really good, solid drink, very easy to sip. Um, I haven't been a huge fan of Pilsners myself, uh, but this one was delicious and actually was one that I was the most surprised by, have to be honest. 
Uh, second up, uh, getting a little fruity here, was Mr. Plum Cashkit. Plum Hefeweizen uh, from Kunstler Brewing here in San Antonio. Um, I am not one for fruited or really kind of sour beers that much. Um, have much respect and appreciation for them, but really just usually not my jam. Um, but this one was incredibly smooth. Um, you know, had had the plum come out, very you know, sweet, a little tartness to it, but not too much. Um, and honestly, it was so easy to drink. It was almost like I was drinking some type of juice. And so, Kunstler, thank you for, for making it. I remember as soon as I finished it, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm out? That was crazy. It just, it went down so quickly. Um, really great. So thank you, Kunstler. Uh, for number three, moving into the Austin space, uh, was actually uh, 512 IPA from 512 Brewing Company. This, honestly, for the year, IPAs actually turned out to be the kind of dark horse for me. Uh, when I first tried IPAs, I have to admit I wasn't a huge fan. Um, I still wouldn't go as far to say as that they're my favorite type of beer for all of you loggerheads out there. But uh, really, though, I've come around. I've come around. Uh, I've hopped on the hop train, <laughs> pun intended. But but you know, I I was really impressed um, by this one. Five one two IPA. You can find it at your local H E B. Uh, give it a shot. I'm not too much of an aggressively hoppy guy. Um, you know, the hops in beer kind of you know adds a little bit more bitterness, and I definitely love the smoother, maltier flavors. Uh, but this one was pretty even and light, um, and actually had a pretty nice aftertaste. And so, if you get a chance, five one two IPA, check it out. Uh, at the number four spot, uh, technically number two, sorry, kind of got my order switched up. Either way, uh, was actually one from Florida, personally hand-delivered by my friend Enrique Freire from all the way from Florida, uh, was Prost Brow Marzen Style Lager Beer from Third Planet Brewing Company. So being that this is from a Floridian uh, brewing company. I apologize, you may not have as easy access to it, but this was a perfect Oktoberfest type of beer. Um, I actually tried quite a few, I, I actually tried a whole slew, a whole flight of Oktoberfest beers uh, this year, and I had a lot of good ones, um, but this one really stood out. It had a nice, even, malty taste, a kind of dark, caramelly finish to it um, that just really sat right. And kind of similar to all of these beers, especially the Mr. Plum Cashkit, it, it was one where, you know, at the end of it, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm already done with it. That that went down so smooth, and I want more. <laughs> but unfortunately, it's all the way in Florida, so uh, truly a good one. If you ever get the chance to try it, check it out. Again, that's Third Planet Brewing Company. And last but not least, at my number five, number f one spot, however you want to count it, the best one 
that I had hands down and my favorite type of beer from arguably one of my favorite brewing companies was none other than Roadmap Brewing Company's Right Hand Man Belgian Triple. For those of you who know me, the Belgian Triple is my utmost favorite style of beer, going back to Real Ale Brewing Co.'s uh, Devil's Backbone Triple. Uh, shout out to Father Jonathan for showing that to me. Uh, kind of ironic given the name, but still, um, this one cost uh, close to $12 a bottle for one 500 milliliter bottle. This one is super small batch. I remember the day it came out, I had to order it before it was. I actually got one for myself and one for my right-hand man, none other than Michael Sevilla, for his uh, 23rd birthday. And what a gift for both him and me. Uh, we each had a bottle, and geez, it was so good. I was transformed. One of the best beers that I've had Hands down, roadmap, please release it. I know you probably will, as you talked about entering it in competitions. Gosh, I can't wait to have it again. I still have the, Mike and I still have the bottles because it was just that dang good. So that was top five beers. I know I'm running a little close on time here, so I'll go ahead and go now to top five songs of the year. This one really got into a lot of different genres, I gotta say, especially with, and I know Francis will be happy to hear this, K-pop. Some of you may be groaning, some of you may be cheering. Whatever side you fall on, I think it's worth checking out at some point, expanding your music horizons. At the number five spot, I'm going to do this right this time, so in ascending order was Blackpink's How You Like That. Really just great beat, just an awesome, just kind of beat your chest type of rap song. Really loved it and really love what I've been hearing from Blackpink. Can't wait to see what they, they do as they've recently had their debut album uh, for the whole world. Truly great. Uh, and number four, another K-pop song was actually uh, Dynamite by BTS. Yes, I know we've all probably heard it by now, probably sick of it, but I do got to say it was a funky little song that helped get you through the day, just made me really want to dance, singing a super high falsetto, truly loved it. At number three spot, none other than Jack Harlow's What's Poppin'. Truly, again, just what's poppin'? Brand new whip just hopped in. I got options. I could pass that like Stockton. Ah, geez. Really admired his flow. The piano on that track was really great, and I just love it. I personally love it whenever I can hear piano on a rap or hip-hop soundtrack. I think it just offers a very unique sound um, that kind of differs than some of the boom-bap, kind of more industrial sounds and 808 beats. So really getting to hear kind of more of that on there as well as a great flow by Jack, as well as killer lyrics. Just such a catchy yet amazing song. Definitely listened to that when I was gearing up for workouts, uh, interviews, just, you know, long days at work. Really loved it. And also made for some awesome Instagram and TikTok videos, gotta say. 
moving in at the number two spot had to be A Rainy Night in Tallinn by Ludwig Göransson from the Tenet soundtrack. Again, if you guys haven't seen Tenet, check it out. This song uh, just had an incredible sound to it, just this pulsing sound. The guitar in it really comes out um, and just makes you want to run. When I first saw this in the theaters, it's the opening song that comes on for the first set piece. And I mean, my goodness, like if it didn't make me just want to jump out of my seat and just go running, you know, down to to go cap some fools as a CIA agent. I mean, I don't know what would, man. It was it was so good. And really the whole Tenet soundtrack is one of the first and only soundtracks that I just have listened to all the way through multiple times. Rainy Night in Tallinn is on my workout playlists. It's great. It's truly great. Shout out to Tenet. Shout out to Ludwig Gorenson, who's worked with Childish Gambino. He did work on Community and The Mandalorian and so many of my other favorite shows and movies. Uh, Oh, also Black Panther. So shout out to him. And number one, Snuck In. Could argue this maybe isn't my favorite song, but... I'm going to go ahead and say it is because I just love everything about it. This actually snuck in at the very tail end of the year. So very interesting, but has to go to Blueberry Eyes by Max fe- featuring Sugar from BDS. I honestly, wow, just love the lyrics, love Max's voice. Just, yeah, it's, it's truly a great song. I love listening to it. Again, getting a little bit of piano in there. Some good, nice beats. And just has a, a kind of uplifting nature to it. And just really makes you want to fall in love. And so I love it. I love listening to it with Eliza. I know I've showed it to her. And at first she was kind of annoyed. And she's like, oh my gosh. And I kept singing it. But really good song. So kind of came away with it in this year. So anyways, moving on to last category, movies and TV. I actually lumped these two together because I was like, if I did a whole one for movies and a whole one for TV, it would be crazy. There was a lot of good contenders. Coming in at number five had to have been um, The Trial of the Chicago 7, directed by Aaron Sorkin. One of my favorite screenwriters um, did The Social Network, Molly's Game, A Few Good Men. Truly great. Yeah, exciting, riveting show and very poignant, uh, especially for this time. Uh, And at the time, it came out during the election. So if you haven't seen it, go check it out. At number four had to have been The Last Dance. Again, tremendous documentary featuring interesting interviews and moments and getting to see behind the scenes of the Bulls last season as well as following Michael Jordan's journey. You know, it does have a lot of its flaws, a lot of qualms with it. We've talked about on, you know, episode 10 of this podcast. Go If you haven't heard that, go back and listen to it. But really exciting. And I have to admit, looking back now, I can't truly remember a show that really made so many Americans and just so many basketball fans that I know come back week by week and watch. And at the time of quarantine, we, we didn't really have anything else, you know? So it was really 
amazing getting to just kind of see that and see kind of it bring people together and spark conversations and you know it wasn't just on a streaming service so you could just binge it all at one point it is a, it is now on netflix so if you feel like doing that go right ahead but um it, it was truly a rewarding experience and i really i really enjoyed it next up gotta say is the mandalorian season two no spoilers no spoilers on this one if you haven't seen it yet please go check it out really i felt like this season itself has almost righted many of the wrongs that have been done in the past few years in regards to the sequels that have come out and and some of the other content from the Star Wars universe that unfortunately has just been somewhat lackluster, I must say. That's a whole other topic of conversation. But truly, Dave Filoni, Jon Favreau, the entire cast did a great job of participating in new world building and expanding the universe and giving us an even greater insight while also staying true to the roots of Star Wars and and really rewarding fans for years and giving them I think the payoff that had been long overdue you know there's that one meme I saw of JJ Abrams and and John Favreau and JJ Abrams is like you can't appeal to new audiences while still pleasing the old fans and John Favreau's just like hold my beer and I think that is the best and most accurate representation of what happened because there's just so much in it um, from old characters coming back to new and exciting ones again no spoilers on this don't worry but if you haven't go see it. You you will not be disappointed, even if you're not a Star Wars fan. So that leads us up to the last two spots. At number two, I gotta go with another show, The Queen's Gambit. Again, much like The Last Dance in Mandalorian Season 2, I just felt like, wow, this really did something for me that, I don't know, has happened in a while. That show just... I love it. It's a mini series, technically. It's on Netflix, starring Anya Taylor Joy. Incredible. It achieves so much in such a short time. It's only seven episodes. Each episode is an about an hour long, 45 minutes to an hour. But it did several things for me. One, it portrayed a compelling and interesting story that didn't try to beat you over the head too much with too many agendas or ideologies, but really just told the story of this woman, Elizabeth Harmon, a female chess player from the 60s and 70s. It did it without you know, having too much excess in it or too much fat with it. It really just told what you needed. It didn't go over the top or too crazy, but, you know, just told an amazing story of the ups and downs that this woman experienced. As well, it made chess exciting. It made it fun and portrayed it in the way that, you know, as I've watched a lot of movies and I've made a few short videos, how I would hope to portray it. Comparing it to a a movie that also tried to tackle chess, which was Pawn Sacrifice, starring Tobey Maguire, if you guys ever saw that. Juxtaposing those two, you really just see the flaws where Pawn Sacrifice unfortunately just failed to capture what the Queen's Gambit did. 
of telling a, a compelling story about this woman and her journey, but while also making things exciting and incorporating chess into it. Whereas with Pawn Sacrifice, it felt like it didn't really get a good representation of Bobby Fischer, and the chess in that just seemed so bland and boring, and it just kind of fell short. I'd love to know what your guys' thoughts is, so if anyone is out there wants to talk about it, please message me. But Queen's Gambit, um, truly amazing what it did in seven episodes, uh, and I truly loved it. It was great. It, it was so exciting and had me on the edge of my seat and truly just rooting for this woman who I had never heard of in my entire life. And last but not least, getting into the final moments is my number one pick, Tenet. It couldn't have been anything else. I went and saw Tenet twice, in theaters, socially distant, wearing masks, spread out. It was a very low crowd. It was in IMAX, so a huge theater so you could spread out. But oh my goodness, John David Washington is a superstar, man. I need to see more of him in movies forever. Uh, son of Denzel Washington, I, I mean, he just did so much for for the movie he made the character really come to life he's smooth he's kind of slick talking he's got a sense of humor which to be honest is something that i felt that other christopher nolan movies have lacked is kind of a more likable more enjoyable character if you will most of the characters within nolan's previous movies have kind of been hardened or somber or you know a little bit more self-serious if you will but john david washington just i feel like hopefully had so much fun with it delivered a stellar performance robert pattinson who has just been killing it in all the movies he's been coming out in and who i'm excited to see as the batman um, also did a great job portraying neil uh, Kenneth Branagh, amazing job as the villain. Just as I've heard uh, one of my favorite podcasters, Chris Ryan, say, um, just chewing on the scenery. He really is laying into his accent and his mannerisms and his persona. Truly great. Ludwig Göransson delivers an Oscar-worthy score to this song. Um, again, I've gone back and listened to it. It is the perfect score. It was very interesting as a departure from longtime partner for Nolan, uh, Hans Zimmer, but a, a necessary change because, oh my gosh, does Gorenson just deliver. Incredible, incredible score. I cannot say enough about it. Go listen to it now. But first, go watch the movie. As well, very interesting choice going with Travis Scott on the score. Very interesting going with him for for one of the main songs, but it fits so well. It's so good. I don't want to talk about the story as much because you need to go see it and it's very complicated. Much like what they even say in the movie, don't think it, just feel it. Very complicated, it does have its flaws. It's not a perfect movie, but oh my gosh, is it just so exciting getting to see Nolan 
do essentially a Bond film. He, he essentially gets to to go in and, and make an action film just with like sleek suits, you know, spies, guns, music, world traveling, and then with this just added element of sci-fi, of inverted time. It, it is truly great. Nolan did an amazing job on this. My hat's off to him, to the entire cast and crew. If you haven't seen it, go see it, and then call me. I, I will gladly talk about it for hours with you. And so, yeah, and so that has that has been it. Uh, with that, you know, I just want to say thank you again to all of you who have listened, all of you who have made it through this year. I am very proud of all of us. It's not been easy. In fact, it's been... The hardest year. We have experienced so much change, so much stress, so much anxiety from the pandemic to, for those in the United States, the election. Just so, so much. Um, We've lost jobs. We've lost loved ones. You know, dreams that people had of, you know, doing things or achieving things have had to been put on hold or foregone altogether. But ultimately, though, we've made it. And we're going to continue to strive and continue to build. And for me, I know that this year was not what I was expecting at all. I moved away from home for my first time out of the state, you know, living out of the state at least, not being out, but um, thinking I was going to have a completely different life. And then lo and behold, here I am at the end of the year, you know, back in Texas, doing not what I was thinking I was going to be doing, doing, you know, living at home and, and, you know, working the job that I have now. It's been crazy. It's been crazy, but I'm so proud of myself. If anyone, you know, I just, you know, I'm proud of myself for getting through it. And I'm thankful for God for being there to be the one to get me through it. And we're him working through my family, my friends, through complete strangers, from my bosses, my coworkers, my professors, just everyone. This I, I've been extremely blessed throughout this year. It has not gone at all how I intended, but yet I'm thankful for that. And I'm very thankful for all the ways that God has been opening my eyes, my ears, and my heart to truly follow in his footsteps and to just trust, just trust in him. And so with all that, this is me, Aaron Haney, signing off. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Be well and stay safe. We'll catch you next time.